time for Singles Only Podcast. My name is Paul Farvar, your host. On this episode, we have comedian Matt Kassane, also riding shotgun, the voice of treason, Patty Vasquez. This is a, a unique episode. Uh, we have a different perspective. Uh, we've only had it once before where we've had a widower on. Uh, so you'll hear his version and his uh, his dating uh, post-widow Um yeah, it's a fun episode. It's also educational episode. All of these are educational and fun, I feel. Um, so thank you for listening, by the way, for the 200 plus episodes that we've had. Uh, PaulFComedy.com has my upcoming dates. Please check me out on the road. Tell your friends I am on the road again. Comedy is back. Socially distant, safe shows. I have done... Um, many shows since the COVID times. And I can tell you that they're all pretty safe. Uh, I say pretty safe. That doesn't sound like a ringing endorsement, but yeah, I've, I've felt safe. Uh, they're not the same as before. Yeah. You know, things are different. We're going to evolve. Uh, that's what we do as society. Uh, internet came out, changed everything, uh, for better, or for worse. And that's where we are. That's where we are right now. And comedy's back. Enjoy it. We all need it. I needed it. And I think you do too. Check out the shows. Subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. Review, share, tell your friends. It helps a lot when you also check out our sponsors. Hey, all. Paul Farver here, your singles only host and date coach in a way, right? We all know that I'm not a professional and I love giving people advice, but I sometimes can't. It's out my pay grade. I can't handle some of the stuff that people need. And you need sometimes a professional relationship coach. That's why I've teamed up with Relationship Hero to provide that service to my fans, friends, podcast listeners. If you're struggling with a breakup or real relationship issues, sometimes you just can't rely on friends like myself and your your circle of friends. You need professional relationship advice. And that's what Relationship Hero does. RelationshipHero.com. Check them out. You can talk to them, you can show them text messages, and they'll give you an expert analysis. They do outside-the-box thinking. That's why I signed up with them, to be honest with you. I read one of their reviews uh, a couple days ago. Jeff wrote, excellent advice was given, gave them a five-star review. They think outside the box to give you honest and honesty and compassion. You can tell they are extremely qualified. Now, I'm not extremely qualified, right? We all know that. I'm a comedian, former lawyer, former musician. I have zero professional analysis and relationship experience or training. They do. You need to use them. And here's what we're going to do. If you go to the website, relationshiphero.com backslash singles only, you are going to get $50 off your first one hour session. Relationshiphero.com backslash singles only. Check it out. Tell them I sent you, but they'll know because you're using the link. And uh, I think it's going to give you the advice you need. You can call them. You can show them texts. You can do everything. They are there for you. Check them out. Relationshiphero.com. You're welcome. It's time for another edition of Singles Only Podcast. My name is Paul Farvar. Thank you for listening. Riding Shotgun, the voice of reason slash treason patty vasquez hey you patty just, you commit to treason i mean like slash just sort of weakens the position you know when i type it uh on the copy yeah. i keep the r capitalized and it bothers people because they're like is that 
is that a spelling error? I'm like, no, it's supposed to like combine reason and treason. Yeah. I should do like, the just treason. And so do you do, you do capital T and then capital R? No, lower T, T, capital R. I like that. Actually. I do I like too. It. I, I feel like commit, it's a trademark. To it. Yeah, commit to it. People didn't. I'm good with that. Yeah, I do too. I don't know. See, people don't. People. If I name a one, one woman show Voice of Treason. Is that okay with you? Yeah, of course. You copyrighted? Okay. I think we didn't copyright yet. The the R capitalized was is capitalized. Is, yeah, that would be That's copyrighted. Trademark. Fair we enough. Can, we can work something out with like a life, fair use licensing thing. Right. I could talk yeah. to my lawyer and uh, your lawyer, which is me. And in many situations, oh, we have to talk anyway. Let's do. <laughs> let's talk to somebody else. Yes. Yes, we will continue talking. Uh, our guest, uh, hilarious guy. He's uh, currently in his 10th year of his internet series called Live from Chicago. It's Matt Cassane. Matt Cassane. Yes. Hey, oh. Matt. Hi, Matt. Hey, how are you guys? I've known Matt since the beginning of my career, by the way. Is that right? Yeah, we've known each other I remember the first time I met you was at Zany's, and you came in, and you were taking Players Workshop. Daddy. Oh, God, that's right down the street. I yeah. was just thinking about that when I came here. And you came in, and I didn't know who you were, and you you were so cute. And I was just like, this cute girl's talking to me. I'm like, and you were all like happy to be in showbiz. And I was just like, you know, okay. Good luck. Good luck, little girl. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a few years. <laughs> and but I'm still happy. Yeah. I mean, Toomey was like that too, but uh, no. But and you've 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 done a, a, you know we've we've gone in different directions, but yeah, yeah, here we still are. We always we always bump into one yeah. another. Last time I, I did your show at You're GN, on, yeah, I came in dressed up like Matt Foley, yeah, and scared your yeah, that's scared how, your whole crew. <laughs> Like, is this guy like real? Is this a real? Is he really doing this, or is this like a no. put middle, out? middle of the night? Like it was fantastic. <laughs> it was weird. Yeah. The Matt Foley uh, impression is what I had a great time people can see it you. on YouTube. It's 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 undeniable. It's so good. But here we are, Thanks. singles only podcast. Oh my freaking lord! What's that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm single again. Yeah, but you are not. By I mean, you have a very unique uh, journey. Uh, you're a widow. Yes, that's correct. So yeah. you weren't planning on being. And a year ago, I could not do this because I would burst down. I would burst into tears right. if, you, if you. As soon as you said that, I felt it right now. I just felt. Yeah. I felt the tears coming, but I, I held. But now I can hold them back. Like I mean, in normal conversation, it's it's hard. But I'm like I, seriously, a year ago, I would have been. It would have been. I would. I would have had to stop. It would have just been like yeah. crying nonstop. Yeah. Well, the, and when when you lose your wife, like somebody, yeah. will, people will say, you know, oh, it, you know, it gets better. But the the truth is, it gets different, don't you think? Rather than better. Yeah, it just is. Um, it's um, it's a whole process. Uh, you know, you go through, um, especially when you have a little eight year old girl, and um, you're you're raising her on your own, and she's ten ten and a half now, Eugenia. And um, but yeah, it's just it's the whole thing, you know, and um, you know, just going her her becoming, you know, a young lady, and me not knowing anything about that right. process of the female anatomy going in from you know being a little girl to a woman, and me having to sit there and call my mom and my sister, and I'm one of the ladies I was dating at one point, and she was telling me what to do because she had three teenage daughters, and I was just going through this and trying, and the school nurse calling me and telling me to come in, and yeah, yeah, just this whole yeah. So it's just a whole thing that uh, I never thought I would have to go through as a single dad. I was, I thought, oh, Maria, my wife would take care of all that. So, yeah. yeah. How long were you? How long were you married for? We were married just. We were together just under twenty years. We were wow. married just under nineteen. Okay. Yeah. So it was a long time. Yeah, that's that's got to be it's it's long. But do you regret? Do you feel like so on this podcast? People always talk about marriage and, and their outlooks on that. Mm-hmm. Did you you 
believe in the institution of marriage. Though, Absolutely. Obviously. Oh yeah. I was. I, I mean, I was born and raised Catholic. I mean, I. And so was my so wife. So you had no choice. Yeah, really, we had no choice. <laughs> and so uh, you know, you just uh, we, we had we got married later though. I mean, as far as as far as Catholics go, I mean, we got married when we were like in our, our mid thirties. So okay. I mean, it was a little bit late. So well, that's. I feel like that's better, right? Because if you get, I feel like people who get married early. They're still figuring their shit out, and and now you exactly. get older. You guys are you're fully developed human beings. Oh yeah, totally, brain wise, yeah. I feel like your brain isn't as a guy at least. Your brain doesn't fully form until you're thirty one. Oh yeah, I agree. Yeah, it was it was a lot. I think it was a lot easier for us to, you know, make that adjustment. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Patty looked at me like you didn't. No, agree. I don't want to get into the different <laughs> brain form. No, the different paths of thought when it comes to like you know, it just depends. I, I got married when I was almost thirty, so I, right. I, my husband well, was thirty six. Yeah, but he was. I was talking about men's brains. Men's, men's brains oh. thirty one and above. Yeah. So my women's husband, yes, they've their brains develop when they're like twenty. Like they're already. S- smart, mentally, emotionally. I don't know about that. Some of them. Before I forget, not today. I'm, I'm sorry, didn't mean, didn't mean no, to no, interrupt. But before I forget, I do have to give a shout out. I know at the beginning, before we started talking, that I didn't want to mention any names, but I do want to say hello to my girlfriend now. Oh, okay. Her name is Marnie. Um, she has four legs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we picked her up at a rescue. I was going to say, you have a girlfriend, you can't be on the show. So. You know what's funny? I was like, oh my God, I knew because I I Marnie is not a common name. No. no. And I, there was a Marnie in my grade school, and I was like, oh God, I hope it's a... There was a Marnie in my grade school, really? too, but so it was, was a, a twin. Th- yeah. I was a twin. So it was like a leftover name? Yeah. It was actually, there were triplets, <laughs> and it was, uh, she was the third name, always last. Marnie's the last um, name. Oh, yeah. So we so we've, uh, we we got her over the summer, and um, what kind she's, of- uh, she was uh, like a uh, terrier uh, lab mix. And, um, but she's a, it's a, it's a girl dog. And, uh, somebody did tell me that, you know, she was, she was not fixed or whatever you call it or spayed. And so, um, I was, uh, alerted that, uh, female dogs get their periods. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Isn't that that weird? You you may have to get a diaper for her. And since then she's been, she's been spayed. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but it's just, she's such a girl. I mean, she'll sit on the couch next to me and if she's mad at me, she will not look at me. I'm not kidding. I'll sit there, Marnie, and she'll go like this. She'll like look away. She'll like you know look at me and then look away. She's such a girl, and she's yeah. she's she's mad at me. <laughs> my, no, our dog growing up. You're not wrong. My dad. So when my dad would drink, Mar- uh, Pepper would hide. She would not talk to him if he came home drunk. She'd be like, "Oh, you're oh yeah, you're drunk," and she would like just not talk. Uh, yeah, my dog was a female dog, and she knew when I'd come home drunk when I was in high school, and I'd be like, "Just go walk yourself." Like I'd be like, "Just go. I don't want to go outside." And then she'd just go and like be like, "Fine," but she kind of liked it, I think, because she didn't want to hang out with me. Oh, right. so so my, she was an Dogs, as a, dogs don't count, oh, yeah. unfortunately, in, oh, the, no, in the Marnie, real world. Marnie relationships. Counts. Marnie definitely counts. She's a sweet dog. But yeah. I was just going to say, it's it was. I know we're, you talk about singles and dating and stuff. And so, I mean, the last time I actually dated before I was married was in the nineties. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, so I mean, it's, it had been a long time. And um, you know, back in those days, they didn't have eHarmony. They didn't have right. Match. They had video dating services. Yeah. Do you remember those? Of course. We would, talk about it on my show. Yeah. You would go to like an office building. Then, the, and then like, you would hi, go, my name is Steve. They would I'm, record yeah, you. They 30 would make, minutes or yeah. 30 yeah, seconds. I used to work for one of those companies. I used yeah. to cold call for one of the, what was it with the heart? Uh, it was one of, those, one of those. And you could companies. watch them on Comcast or whatever. Yeah. You would watch the videos of I people call, and you'd call in the numbers. Yeah. I used to cold call client, like to people. Get, to yeah. get people to join in. Hey, I, did you do it back in the 90s? I did it. I actually went there and I and I do a bit in my in my act about dating 
you know, video dating yeah. services in the nineties and how like I would go in there and I, are we, can we swear on this? Yeah, fucking first. A, yes, fucking please. A. Okay. So I would go in there and I was just totally full of shit. They were like, okay, Matt, and we're going to start the video and go. Well, my name is Matt. I bench press 300 pounds. I work out 10 times a week. I like to help underprivileged children. I drive a Maserati. I own several small businesses, you know, and then I felt like all guilty, you know? For lying. I felt bad about it. The next thing I knew, I was turning into Chris Farley. Well, I do have a slight weight problem. I'm not the norm. I'm not camera friendly. I can't reach all my body parts. Yeah. So, I had a slip. I had a slip in a sure, bit. I had a slip in a bit. Sorry, no, Pat. No, but it's, no, I don't apologize to me. Are you kidding me? I uh, no. It's funny. I, I can't remember the name of it, but that was the thing was that you made these videos yeah. and yes. like, how do you not have fun with that? On Drink Day Laugh, what we do on the show, I have uh, we have our contestants do a thirty second video day. But a lot of these millennials are like, I, I have to explain to them like, you look into the camera, you have thirty seconds to sell yourself, go, and then they do, oh, yeah. you know, what you just did yes. essentially. Um, but then, so you had that, did you, did you do it seriously at all ever? Like to try to meet people or did you ever meet people on the video dating? I didn't No, okay. I never, I never met anybody. Okay. So it didn't, it was, I was not successful at it. So what, so now that you have to navigate, you did start dating again at some point after, uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I set up accounts, you know, the, the different, the different types of websites. It's, it's interesting how each one like eHarmony is more of a, like a highbrow. It's very expensive. They ask you a lot of questions. There's yeah. a, there's like a weeding process and all this stuff. And, and then match is a little bit more loosely structured. You know, it's not quite as serious sure. and they get plenty of fish, which is just like, you know, anybody can go on there and talk and yeah. then, you get Tinder, which is pretty much just a fuck fest. Yeah. Yep. So there's other ones too. There's Hinge and Bumble too. But there's depending so many on where now. you live, like there's, it, they go in spurts on what's good and what's bad. Have you met anyone on those that you like have had a connection with at all? I met, I met a few. Okay. Yeah, I went out, and uh, it's you know it's always an interesting process going through that. You know, it's. Uh, um, you know the, the the funny thing about you know like Match.com, I've 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 noticed that there are possibly some fraudulent profiles on there. I don't know if you guys possibly. Are, <laughs> well, um, let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. Like I was on there, there was a nice lady, and she you know she looked attractive, and it said occupation psychiatrist, and I'm like, oh, that's pretty impressive. You know, underneath education, some college. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I think you need more than a two year associate's degree these days it. to become a doctor. Yeah, I, that's the rules. Yeah, they don't fill it out. There's a bunch of, yeah, there's a bunch of things, uh, especially when you first start going on those apps, you start learning like tricks of like people that are hiding who they really are. So it's, it's kind of, it's hard to navigate too. Are you, what, what is it you hope to get out of, uh, any of those sites, uh, now? Do you think you want to get remarried? Do you want to, I don't know, man. I, you know, it's, uh, yeah, I, I don't know of merging two families together. Brady Bunch did it. The Brady Bunch, yeah, that that worked out well for them. That was that was a good deal, you know, Mike and um, Carol. They, yeah, they had it. They had, it worked out for them pretty well. What about single women who don't have families yet? I mean, Paul often talks about how yeah. he doesn't want to be with women who are at a certain age where they have a sense of urgency that they want to have kids. There are single women in their thirties and their forties and beyond mm-hmm. who have never had kids and, and don't want them. But they're professionals. They're you yeah. know, I yeah. Mean, I don't know if you've had a, that sort of experience of being able to. to <laughs> I, I've had I've had you know some experiences with with uh, I did date a lady last year and um, and uh, it was interesting because she didn't have any kids I'm not sure if she wanted to or not and we were going pretty good there for a little while and um, 
I was all excited because I got interviewed for this uh, documentary on A&E last year about Chris Farley, and um, I, I got interviewed for it on a big radio station in Chicago, and I told her to listen. So I was like, you know, I'm going to be on there, and I and I think maybe she thought I was going to mention her and talk about her. So I was like, and as soon as I, I'm done with the interview, I'm going to I'm gonna come over to your place, and we'll go out for lunch and celebrate right. you know, the big thing. <laughs> and so I got to her house, and I did not give her a shout-out. I actually said hi to my daughter. I was like, I want to say hi to my little girl, Eugenia, and then I I went over to her house and um, I got there and in the front room right in the middle of the of the of the on the floor was a brown paper bag and it was filled with all my belongings and I was just like what I was are like, you serious yeah I was yeah. like what, what what's going on she goes well I just think that we're you know maybe you know so coming to a crossroads and I didn't think about it till later but I she got she got mad that I didn't no shout out say hi to her you like, you dodge a bullet that's a narcissist uh, to the nth degree. Yeah. How long? Yeah. Wait, wait. Let's let me back up here. How many dates did you go out with her before this? We went out quite a few times. Okay. Yeah, we went out quite a few times. Yeah. But you know, is it? I mean, you're I, doing. But yeah, but why would she assume she, you're going on? It's not like you. Did you explain to her that like, look, I'm not on the show for three fucking hours. I'm only doing a segment. Like, I can't just shout out everything. I I didn't even think about. I was I was sort of in shock. I was just like, because I thought like she'd be happy for me, you know, and she was yeah. Go out and celebrate this. This you didn't great say you were going to give you a shout out. You're just like exactly. listen to support what I'm fucking doing. You said listen to enjoy it, not because I'm going to say something for you. If it has she to be assumed, for her, yeah, yeah, that's bad. Narcissist. I have to tell you, I'm not sure if you guys are into the supernatural thing. And I the show or in general, just in general, yeah. you know the I'm whole both. By the way, ghosts. <laughs> you know, sure, yes. ghosts coming in. And um, so uh, I told my brother Dave this story. Um, oh, so you give Dave a shout out? Give my, give my bro. <laughs> I can see the problem now. What's up, Dave? You probably Yo, giving everyone shout outs, and then she didn't. She felt like no. I'm just I know. Kidding. I'm got, just she got with pissed off. That's right. So okay. So I told my brother Dave this story. Um, my little girl was getting ready for school. This is about a month and a half after my wife passed. We were getting ready to buy all of her supplies for third grade. One of the things that we could not find at a few of the stores that we went to were those little pink erasers. Okay, she had to get those pink erasers, you know. Yeah. And so I was like, Eugenia, we'll just have to go to Walmart tomorrow. I can't find it at Osco or Walgreens or whatever. So we get home, same night. I hear a crash upstairs in my bedroom. And all this stuff fell off my dresser. And I'm just like, mm, I don't know if the cats jumped up there or what the hell's going on. I, you know, I didn't think they could jump that high. And um, so I went and I picked it all up and put everything back. And on the very bottom was a pink eraser. No way. My oh! hand, it's the weirdest thing, right? And so I told my brother the story. Shit. I told, yeah. And the, wow. there's this movie called A Ghost Story. It stars Casey Affleck. And my brother Dave was just telling me about it. He's like, they come back. They they do come back and they hang around the house, you know. And then right. if, you watch, problems, yeah. if you watch this movie, it's it's just all about that kind of stuff. Yeah. We live in the same building where my father passed, and uh, there have been moments where, yes, I mean, I feel that. So, and to answer your question, am I into the the? Yeah, I believe in that. Yeah. That's the energy, cool. because I think that often there's uh, work that feels it's left undone mm-hmm. that they can't let go of. Yeah. 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 Did you have an opportunity to talk to your uh, your ex wife about your future? My ex wife, his wife, his wife. I'm sorry. That's yeah. right. That's I'm right, sorry. man. I'm sorry. My I, bad. I don't, no, you're right. I just. I, I mean, would, your wife. Did you ever have a chance to talk about you know what would happen if one of you guys didn't like if remarrying and anything like that? 
I, you know, I, I'm sure the the topic or subject came up uh, in passing uh, over the years. Um, you know, what would happen if one of us was just out of the picture all of a sudden? So nobody's got a crystal ball, of course. Right. But um, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think we took it too seriously because we were still relatively young. Yeah, you know, and, and you are, and she was. Yeah, yeah. So. But it was it was just a weird story. I just you well, know. I mean, yeah. and, then, and then wait, I forgot to tell you. And then it happened again. When did it happen? It happened again about a month ago, right before Eugenia was supposed to start school this year. I was out walking Marnie down the prairie path out there in the suburbs, and um, I was. It, it may have been like the day of or the day before she was supposed to go back to school, and um, for some reason, I just happened to glance down at the ground, and there was another pink eraser. I mean, it was just. Wow. I know, right? <laughs> Make sure you remember to buy those erasers. Order them ahead of time. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'd be like. I Did you forget the eraser? I, th- yeah. That would be me. It'd be good to have other <laughs> supplies too. Like be like, man, I wonder if we have any uh, pepper. And then it's just like all of a sudden pops up. So that'll be Kitchen. the title of my book, uh, Pink Racers and Other Weird Stories by <laughs> Before I succumbed to the pressures of getting Netflix and Hulu, I was an avid reader. I still am, but I'm behind on my books. I used to read a bunch of books, mostly memoirs, biographies, uh, nonfiction stuff. And uh, as you all know, one of my favorite books is uh, Perfect Pain by Param Parastran, a good friend of mine. Uh, It's an awesome memoir about, and it's a true story um, about how he fled Iran as a child and uh, lived up this perfect life that we all uh, are sold um, as a multimillionaire, uh, successful businessman, but he had a underlying pain and issues that he had not resolved. And this is what he did on his journey. It's an amazing book. Um, I, I can't tell you how awesome it is. If you haven't read it already, I strongly recommend it. And, and I still have some free books to give away too. So for you listeners, subscribers, if you give us a five-star review, I will send you a free book. I've got about seven left right now. Um, and uh, it's, it's a great book, perfectpain.com, available on Amazon. It has been discounted uh, because he wants to get rid of his batch of books. Perfectpain.com or go to Amazon, get the book. And if you've read the book already, give him a review too. Um, we want to give him the far of our bump. Um, perfectpain.com by Param Parastron um, or message me and I can maybe send you a book for the right price for free. No, I'm just kidding. Perfectpain.com. By now, you know that I'm a lawyer right? Everyone does. And uh, I I don't really practice anymore, although I still have a license. Um, But when I need a lawyer, um, and I do often need a lawyer, um, I contact my friend Scott Shapiro. Um, If you're injured uh, on the job or need compensation, you're entitled to payment for more than you know. A lot of times, companies will try to settle with you so you don't get a lawyer because they don't want you to know all the monies you're entitled to. Uh, Scott Shapiro has been uh, helping injured workers for over 20 years. In addition, his firm handles multiple other cases, including uh, personal injury cases and entertainment law issues. He has handled a lot of uh, my entertainment stuff as well as those of uh, guests on the show and listeners. So, you need a lawyer, sure, you can consult me, but uh, if you want a free consultation from the best, uh, don't take any chances. Contact my friend, Scott Shapiro. His number, 
800-800-8800 or check out his website, scottshapirolegal.com. There are other Scott Shapiros. Make sure you call the right one, 312-648-8800 or scottshapirolegal.com. Tell him I sent you and he will be very happy. Have you, uh, what about, uh, so obviously the one date uh, or the girl you dated that, uh, <laughs> didn't like the shout out. Didn't work out. Had the there lack, been other situations where you've been, uh, you've been, um, you've had situations where you're just like, oh, I'm glad I'm not. Like, have you had first dates that you're like, okay, this is clearly not going to work. How am I going to get out of here? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think we've had a few uh, situations where I got to the, I got to the, uh, the date and uh, didn't work out. Didn't expect. Was uh, what I was expecting wasn't exactly what I was the told advertised about. picture or uh, exactly product wasn't what you expected, right? <laughs> what uh, what what do you do in those situations? How do you get out of them? Uh, just be just very, leave. Be, you know, <laughs> I mean, a lot of guys would probably do that, but I'm I'm too. I don't know. I guess nice, or I, I just would like you know go through the go through the motions and just be polite and you know buy a coffee and just sit there and talk for an hour or so and then yeah that's a problem comedians have and we've talked about it on the podcast before we just we both we both want, you might be in a situation where both people clearly there's not a connection but comedians were like well we got to just stick this out you know it's just a bad crowd like you're gonna figure it out and we yeah, waste right. exactly. so much time like oh yeah i came up with the idea where it's like you just have a password for the whatever the um dating app is it's like you're done here it's like you're done oh yeah get a walk away but we just we're gluns for punishment we just think that we're like all right well maybe we can absolutely something's gonna happen but yeah what so what do you think you said you don't know if you want to get remarried though are you looking what are you looking to to accomplish with dating though like companionship or someone to help you raise your child or just yeah i, I was gonna see a free babysitter no <laughs> um I, you know, it's, it, I don't know at this yeah. point, Paul. I, honest to God, I don't know. I'm it's 50, I'm 55 next month. Okay. You know, so, uh, you know, the dates that I have been on with ladies cl- close to my age, I mean, you know, it's just like, so did you get your ARP card? <laughs> Actually, they How send the, the ARP cards now at like 35. <laughs> so people are getting them now earlier. Oh, yeah. They're like, do you, you said that the woman that didn't have a kid, do you think it's important for whoever you do go out with that they do have kids just so you have, uh, you know, that similar possible Brady Bunch theory? I don't think it's a hundred percent necessary, but I mean, it does help with some common ground, I guess yeah. that you could discuss, you know, child rearing and you know, how bad we're screwing our kids up. <laughs> uh, preferably someone that can help that's had an eight year old daughter or nine year old. Yeah, exactly. So to be like, help you out. What are the things that you know you definitely can't put up with in a relationship that you're like, okay, this is a deal breaker. Can't deal with it. Like, what if someone doesn't know who Chris Farley is? is if, so, if somebody doesn't know who Chris Farley is, they are like gone. It's over with. <laughs> Chris Farley. What if, like, are there deal breakers? Like, for some people, it's politics or music or, you know, different. Com- like, for comedians, I feel like we're passionate about who we think are funny. I, I got to be honest with you. There's not that many. There's a few things that are red flags for me, but I can get past them. Like, uh, I'm a big coffee nut. I mean, I got to drink coffee pretty sure. much all day long. You could tell by my yellow teeth. Um, but uh, if I'm not kidding, I know this is weird, but if somebody doesn't like coffee, they don't drink coffee at all. 
I don't know if what your coffee thing is, if you like it or not. I love coffee. You love coffee. Okay. I don't know. It's just like that. And if I know, here's another thing. You're a music guy. Yeah. So, I mean, my favorite band of all time, I've got a lot of favorite bands, but my favorite band of all time, like from childhood till now is the Beatles. I don't okay. know if you're a Beatle guy. Sure. Or not. I should have some Beatles stuff. You here. got some Beatles stuff, okay? Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm a diehard. I mean, I go to I go to Beatles Fest. I mean, I've okay. seen Paul, I've seen McCartney live in, in concert and stuff. So, um, and I have all the anthology. I finally crap. got to see him live. That was a uh, Lollapalooza four years ago. I was excited. Very cool. That's awesome. Here in Chicago. Uh, yeah, it was here uh, when they did. The, he was uh, headlining Lollapalooza Friday night, and I remember I had a show that night, and I'm like, well, I'm gonna. I'm going to watch as much as I can, and then I'm going to go to the show. I love Paul. You know, he he was interviewed um, a few years ago. I was like on TMZ. They had an interview with him. He was discussing the drugs in the 60s, and he's like, you know, back in the 60s, we were all doing a lot of quaaludes. So I'm just sitting at the piano one day at a party. I'm just like, quaaludes, <laughs> I need some ludes. And John was like, you know, it's a good song, but you can't sing quaaludes on the radio. So we switched it to, hey, June. Yeah, you know, true story. So, but the thing is, we didn't even know anyone named Jude, so we just made it up. You know, <laughs> he uh, had to do my McCartney. Of for course, you. yeah, he got two in so far. I, uh, I, my mom and Paul McCartney share the same exact birthday. Nice. So that's where my name. Might July be something, right? July, June twenty fourth. June. Or he's June twenty third. So, but mm-hmm. whatever, same year, everything. But uh, hence the name. But um, I'm a I'm a John Lennon guy. Oh, I love John. Yeah. I actually went to... And George Harrison. Oh, yeah. I, I have a whole Spotify playlist with just George stuff on it, all the way from Meet the Beatles, all the way through his through the Traveling Wilburys. What if the... So what if they're not a Beatles fan? Is that a deal breaker? It's it's not a deal breaker, but well, I mean, I just love talking to people that love the Beatles. Right. I mean, because I could, I could sit there and we could talk for hours about different solo projects they did and the movies and you know like um i remember one time i got to i didn't even talk to him i saw victor spinetti who was like one of the actors in a hard day's night in help he was just walking around the hotel during during beetle fest yeah you know i don't know if you know who victor spinetti is but he played the director of the tv show on a hard day's night okay. and then he played the crazy scientist in help okay um you, you would know him if you saw if him. i saw it yeah, yeah yeah but i i just recognized him and i was i was with my girlfriend at that time and uh, I was like, oh, there's the guy. That's him. I, I was so excited. I couldn't remember his name. It was like Victor Spinetti was getting in an elevator. I was like, oh, man, yeah. there's a dude. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they have to understand that uh, that uh, passion that you have for the Beatles. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, just for music in general. I mean, when I, when, I, when I heard that you were a music guy, I was like so excited to come down here, man, because I know you oh, do yeah. comedy and the other stuff, but when I found out you do the you were in the music, yeah, that stuff, was I was like, it's going to be awesome. Prior life. I... Uh, I dated a, a woman who did not couldn't name the four Beatles, and I, I was always like, uh, and I know I do a joke about it, and I changed it a little bit, but essentially she couldn't name. I'm like, who are the four Beatles? And this isn't a girl that was younger than me, significant. She was like, yeah. probably in her thirties. I'm like, how do you not? Are you know sure the she Beatles? wasn't messing with you? Just no, no, to- no. She didn't know because <laughs> certain people, you know, you and I grew up on music, and it was such a big part of our lives. But certain people just for Patty, for example, she had to step out for a second here, but she can't name any song on the radio. So she has, we had a, a segment 
with Patty on her show where she couldn't, it was Patty's appalling lack of knowledge of, of music. <laughs> and we did a show once, and I can talk about it now because she's in the room, but essentially <laughs> she couldn't, Guns N' Roses came on and she couldn't name the name of the band. She's like, oh, is this Axel and the Guns? That's what she called them. <laughs> but I mean, that's what makes her endearing. She loves music, but she doesn't know music. But for me as a music fan, yeah. if someone doesn't like music, it's it's almost a, it's not a deal breaker, but I'm just like, how are we gonna talk? Like, sure. And and when I was younger, I hated country, and then I started to grow to like country more. But sure. that was a deal breaker for me. For I years. got turned on to the country because of the Beatles, because they would do so many country yeah. covers on their early albums. They right. would do Buck Owens and sure, um, Carl Perkins. But uh, let me ask you a question real fast. I, I'm going to interview you for a second. Go ahead. First concert. Don't lie either. I don't. don't. The police. The police, At really? Misky Park. You yeah. saw a cool. You saw a cool band. The police, yeah. Okay, you ready for this? I'm gonna guess. 1977 Wisconsin State Fair, the Bay City Rollers. Oh, that's not bad. Now. I was 10. Yeah, I was 10. My parents would let me go see Kiss because they were just too disgusting. So I was like, remember, I had a couple of Bay City Rollers. Sure. My mom was like, you can go see them. They're okay. I saw. I got my older brother is uh, set, he's six years older than me, and my uncle is 10 years older than me, and they had to take me to the police. Uh, when I was like seven, so because I was a huge was fan. that synchronicity? It was synchronicity to our eighty three or eighty four. Yeah, and then um, uh, I was a Beatles when I was six years old. I knew all the song. I can sing every Beatles song, yes, uh, the so hits cool. yeah. that were on the radio. Sure, so, sure. so yeah, I was a huge Beatles fan. So for me, music is a big part of relationships for me, and and not a deal breaker, but like you have to have that passion. Oh, yeah. What about meeting someone at? one of those those Beatles fest. I mean, it would seem like you would find someone there that's like a when I like would, a rom com right there. All the Beatles fests that I've gone to I brought female companionship. Or, or, Maybe a don't female, bring one next time. A female companion. First I brought my girlfriend, then I brought a, a, a friend a girl who was just a friend, and then the last time I went two years ago I brought my daughter. Okay. And um well, that's I was fine. I was freaking out because they had one of Ringo's drum sets in yeah. like one of the hotel rooms and I went in there with my video camera and I'm taping it and she's like my daughter just could not have waited to get the hell out of this thing you know and so um, I, but I bought I, she liked a little necklace it was a Ringo necklace I don't yeah. know it was a star like Ringo star you know oh, nice. and she thought that was cute so I bought her that and she was cool after that but what about meeting people there like women there because you have this passion Are have you looked around Are they, I don't know what Beetle Fest is like is it like like Cubs Fest for me or one of those fests where it's like 90% dudes is it I assume that there's women that are at Beatle Fest there's single there's a lot of girls but I noticed the last time I was there the numbers were way down maybe because I went on a Sunday afternoon oh okay but uh, but I you know what I dated a girl who was a huge Beatle fan one okay, time okay good and um, she had a party and um, <laughs> somebody had a guitar and we were all sitting around singing Beatles songs, and I could do a pretty good impersonation of John, at least back in those days. And so I was singing like um, "You Got to Hide Your Love Boy" or something like John, and that really made her happy. So nice. What and if then, and then she made me happy? Yeah. <laughs> are there are there situations where if they were like, well, you know, I'm a Stones guy, like if they can at least argue Rolling Stones with you, mm -hmm. are you gonna? That's not gonna break the deal. You know what? Here's the deal, and the, the Beatles and the Stones. <laughs> For people that don't know that that was like a blur and oasis of the the time frame. Exactly. Yeah. It's it, the the Beatles are like a different uh, breed. The Beatles are like um, a nicer, poppier kind of. As far as in, at least in the earlier years, the Stones were always kind of the bad guys. who were kind of yeah. they were kind of ugly, you know. But uh, the chicks still all kind of dug yeah. them still. But I still dig the Stones. Like sure. I listened to some girls the other day. Man, it's still a great record. It holds up. 
Yeah. All those exile and Gav, uh, exile in on mainstream. So, so I almost said exile and Gava, which is Liz Fair's response. But I always had a thing when I was a kid growing up for uh, burnout chicks. Okay, I always thought the the chicks that would show up with the old army jackets on, and you could tell they smoke you know, cigarettes, smoke cigarettes, and other stuff. Party yeah. girls, yeah, yeah. I, I could, I mean, but I, I even though I was an, a nice kid and I was in the marching band and I was pretty clean cut. I mean, <laughs> you were in I, the marching I, band. I, I, I was a drummer. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I, I'm 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 a huge drummer i'm i'm a i'm a any anybody that plays the drums i gotta talk to him i gotta what if you date a woman that plays the drums and knows the beatles that's the that's the catch well it's a deal that would that would be the that would be the way to go must love drums that should be the name (laughs) of your soundtrack must love drums that would be the way to go i mean there's dogs why can't you just be women like drummers That would be that would be awesome, but yeah. Well, I don't. I can't. I remember what I was talking about. I forgot. I lost my train. Talking about drumming. Oh, yeah. oh, burnout girls. Burnout the- girls in high school. Yeah. So yeah, that was. Uh, I was always kind of fascinated with them, and uh, yeah. So even well, though I never really dated a burnout chick. Well, there's still time. I hope. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think you can find that. I think I don't know how you how you put that on Tinder. Like you're like I like burnout. <laughs> girls that like drummers I, I mean are there other things besides music that um that would make you like uh that are like turn-ons or like okay i could talk about music i could talk about um the beatles things that you're passionate about yeah i mean my profile is pretty uh general i mean i do i do i, I say you know i'm a funny guy i'll make you laugh yeah, um, and then um, you know we'll talk. I, I I say that I like music, and I you know, and uh, I'm an actor, and so I mean I, right. I, I have a background in comedy and stuff. So I mean I, I just kind of let them know a little bit about me. So yeah. not not too much, but they'll but, see you. You're on you're on TV on all those shows all the time too. Like I'll I'll be watching those. Uh, I think you're on Chicago PD, Chicago Med, yeah, Chicago Med too, yep. which I've been on too. It's awesome. fun. It, it's fun to be like, oh, there's Matt. Like I always see him. Like cool. They're back in production. I know. I did an audition uh, yesterday for to play a surgeon. Nice. So I just called my brother, who's a surgeon. Congratulations. To be like, how do I answer this? Well, oh, I didn't get a callback. So that's still that's still <laughs> that you got to go out was awesome. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but like, how do you have? What about dating other women in the industry? Have you thought about that? Or because I always say that's a bad idea. But in your situation, I think it's okay because you're already established, you know, you're not still, you know, chasing things. You've already done a lot of things that you're, you know, most people will never do in, all, in their lifetime. It, it would be, the, it would be something to consider, of course. Um, but is there a downside? Have you dated any comedians before or other uh, people in the entertainment industry? I can't say that I have, man. I honestly, I'm, I'm really trying hard to think of, of anybody that I've dated that was in the entertainment industry. And I don't think that I actually have. Yeah. yeah, all my serious relationships, you know, um, they uh, all the all the ladies have been uh, like you know in regular jobs, regular nine to five yeah. jobs. Yeah. You have to. I think you have to. Uh, does Beatles Fest? Does it go on the road? Do they do it in other cities? Or is I think they do. I think they do it in Chicago and New York, maybe in L.A. Well, clearly, they're not doing it now during COVID, right? No, this past summer they actually did a viral version of it. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I, I just feel like that's where you're going to meet the next. Uh, the next woman in your life maybe Who knows? that's why I, I think you should or upgrade your uh profile to just be like must be a burnout <laughs> drummer 
and then just wait for it. Just wait. Everyone else is just a time. It's just <laughs> saving your time, you know, or, or your, you know, like a time, what do you call it? Placeholder. You know, yeah. these people, you go out, go have coffee with them, hang out with them, but then be like, so let's talk about you. Just go into high school. Be like, what did you wear in high school? Did you have an army jacket? <laughs> yeah. What was your cigarette? And then that's how you know. It's like, can you handle being with a guy that works six hours a week? Yeah. Like, I think that's, I think that's the way to go. Yeah. I really do. I agree. There you go. Thanks. I've man. solved, I've solved Thank dating you, Paul. once again. You are the matchmaker. <laughs> you are. That's your, that's your calling, dude. But, but you should go on those other, there's those other dating apps too. I think uh, Hinge and Bumble are good ones. They're not like, uh, you know, it doesn't cost anything. And it's like, uh, it's just, it's a lot quick. I've never done Match or eHarmony. I don't know, but. I feel like those are pretty good in terms of, uh, you know, you can put in your, you could put in so much information of what you are and what you oh, yeah. don't want, especially with Hinge. It's like basically a bio and they can look at all your pictures and, you know, you could put all that stuff, burnout stuff, all that shit could be in there and they'd be oh, like, yeah. all right, let's make this happen. Burnout chicks rule. <laughs> That's it. That's all you got to do. I'm going to put that right up there. I, I Come back headline. on the show in a year and tell me if it worked. And if it did, you can be like, Paul is literally the matchmaker, is, is dating coach. Were you I could st- put it on my, uh, on my title. Were you a stoner in high school? <laughs> Let's talk. Well, you got to be careful now because stoner, stoners in your time and my time are different because uh, the pot now is a lot more, it's a lot stronger. So is you got to be like stoner back then. Okay. 420 friendly now is totally different. It's a whole different ball game now. Whole different ball game. Yeah. I never touch the stuff, man. I yeah. really don't. Yeah. I've, I, last time I did that, it had to be at least 15 years ago. Yeah. It fucks you up. They're strong shit. <laughs> I know because I did it recently. I was like, oh, this is not 90s pot. It wrecks you. It wrecks you mentally and physically. Matt, where can uh, people find out more about you and, uh, and your journey here? Other than on eHarmony, where can they find you? <laughs> well, I um, would probably recommend if you want to find out more about me and my comedy and my podcast and everything that I do, I would just go on Google and just type in Matt Kassane comedy. K-I-S-S-A-N-E. Yeah, K-I-S-S-A-N-E. And then you can just navigate from there and check out my YouTubes and my Facebooks. Instagram and stuff? Instagrams, Facebooks, Twitters. and I don't have an actual website website anymore. I had one for years, got rid of it. I was just like... Yeah, I don't want to use them anymore. Go with the free I do, but yeah. All right, cool. So that's that, my man. Matt, thank you so much for doing the podcast. Seriously, Thanks for inviting me, man. I am blessed. It's good to hear hear from you, and uh, and I hope you find this burnout. Me too. (laughs) burnout girl thank you all for listening to another edition thank you patty she had to step out for a few minutes so you guys didn't catch her the last 10 minutes have i ever uh steered you wrong have i ever you know given you bad advice i've been here for four years now for some of you guys the longest relationship i've ever been in is with this podcast and uh i've given you everything i can i brought guests that have informed you entertained you told you how to date told you how not to date and now i'm bringing you another tool a superpower if you will it's called the keys dating keyboard you download this app and it saves you thousands and thousands and thousands of hours in dating what it is is it has messages for every situation breaking the ice, being flirty, responding to something that was asked of you, um, or most importantly, breaking up with someone or ending things. Instead of ghosting, you can be a responsible person and choose multiple different responses. It is the coolest thing I've ever seen. When I saw this app, I was like, I need to to get this to my folks. And 
you know, it's been proven that uh, singles spend over 8,000 messages, you know, hours on apps uh, until they find what they're looking for. Well, this is going to save you so much more time. It's a free app for you guys. That's what I'm going to do for you. You guys download the app. It's uh, if you if you Google dating keyboard keys or uh, keys keyboard, um, it's going to pop up. Promo code singles only free. Boom. Don't tell me I don't do anything for you guys. So this is it's being you know it, only certain people have access to this, but you guys are going to be ones that have it. You guys are basically going to be testers on this app, and. Um, I'm inviting you to listen to this, to use it, and uh, before it's released to the general public, tell me what you think. Download the app, use the password, singles only to get in. Anyone that signs up will be free for one year. One year of free usage. I don't know what else to tell you. I am doing everything I can to get you guys to stop listening to this podcast and, and find love, whatever the hell that means. Keys, dating, keyboard. Promo code, singles only. You're welcome. 